Um, let's just start. Are you, guys, are you guys ready to start? Do you have an intro? Yeah, I have an intro. Oh. I have a very well thought intro. It? It's starting right now. Ready? Steve, uh, please give us the opening theme song for our action cast. The three you, of us? No, this is where you start singing. Um, do I have to make it up, or can I sing absolutely anything? I you no, you have to make it up. Make it action-y, and um, sum it up everything about you, uh, how you feel today. And it's the, uh, it's the three of us? No, it's, no, the it's just you. Just me? Yeah. It's a Dragogen theme song, then. You don't okay. want to hear me sing. I don't know. You do not want to hear me sing. Hit it. Action cast, action cast. The awesomest action cast in the world, it's Action Cast. That's actually probably the best one we've had so far. We are here today on the Double Fine Action Cast with uh, superstar uh, uh, celebrity guests, me, uh, Ron Gilbert, for the first time on the Action Cast. Ron Gilbert, welcome, thank you, welcome. Thank you, thank you. And Mr. Steve Dingler. Do you like Steve or Steven? I don't care. Otherwise known uh, as uh, Dracogen on the on the Twitter, which is very relevant because it's how we met. That is true. Yeah. So, and we'll get into that later. Uh, Steve is here after the exciting announcement and release of our first uh, PC games in a while, um, Costing Quest on the PC, and also our first Macintosh game ever, Psychonauts on the Mac, which was made with the, uh, how do we say that in the credits? Made in cooperation with? Under the oppression of? Uh, with the great, uh, yes, do you pay for it? <laughs> so we're going to talk about all kinds of things: games, money, airplanes. I've been warned not to talk about airplanes no. with these guys because they're pilots, and they'll bore us by talking completely in airport clearance codes. We're going to bore you before we get to airplanes. I guarantee it. You guys even confused me on on email. You guys made some airplane joke, right? <laughs> it was like some like what was that? A call letter for? Am I just opening a can of worms now? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. No, seriously, know. you want to probably stay away from this area. But yes, we do. We have an inside language. I think that was the code. It was like some airport code for stay away from this area. Wasn't <laughs> it? Okay. So, um, first, just so people don't know much about Mr. Mr. Dracogen, Steve, why are you here? Why are you involved with Double Fine? How far back do you want me to go? To start at the beginning. Your childhood. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, actually, that's probably where it starts, because I'm an old fan of... Uh, um, your games. Oh, okay. go on. <laughs> From the time you were back at uh, <clears throat> LucasArts, and, well, quite frankly, all of them. And uh, I've been a gamer my whole life, probably less so now. I mean, I've got kids and businesses and things like that. I still try to game. I guess I'm more of a collector now. They sit on the shelf or in my Steam. Locker. A hoarder. Yep, I'm a hoarder. <laughs> it's true. Um, anyway, so... I started a business in 93 with uh, my best friend from high school. Uh, his name is Barrick Farmer. And uh, that business uh, came to be known as Exe.com. And today, world awards, we are the world's favorite currency site. We're ranked about 300th of all websites in the world overall. I like who, who decides the favorite currency Yeah, I like that term, the favorite, because it's more of an emotional thing. Well, it's my favorite. So there, <laughs> so it's like there might be a site that more people go to, but they don't like it. Well, exactly. Actually, there isn't a site that more people go to, um, but they wouldn't like it even if there were. Uh, anyway, so by favorite we mean most used, but it's also my favorite, so you sort of get a two for one there. And we um, have an app. I have the app on my. And the app, right? Um, so it's in competition it, with our vault viewer, so we're uh, really enemies. No, so but we're in. We're in anyway, so. Um, I personally wanted to, uh, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, I really feel, feel very closely to people who are entrepreneurial and, and I like to see, uh, I like to see opportunities that really deserve a shot get that shot if I can help it. 
uh, and I understand them and I like the people involved. So I started to do some, um, uh, vent, well, it's angel investing, it's not venture capital at all, uh, for a couple of companies. And then um, we were on Twitter one day. Um, the, 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 uh, it comic started strip before that, then. Yeah, started the before comic then. strip my sister and I uh, do called Megacynics. Blatant plug for Megacynics. Megacynics. Megacynics.com. Uh, my wonderful and talented sister, Ash Vickers. Um, is the uh, lead artist for that. And uh, we had included you in a couple of strips before that. Um, one with a particularly funny and dirty joke that I was really fond of. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but even before that, even, you're forgetting what really happened true. first. A long time ago, when I didn't quite have the resources I had now. You sent me booze. I did. I brought you a bottle of really nice um, Canadian whiskey. But did you come in person? I did. I, I dropped it I didn't you know, see you, though. You weren't here. Um, and I think you, I think you said to your staff, because uh, I said, you know, can Don't I bring you buy a gift? No, I think what you said was, check that it looks like a real bottle, that it's not just some sort of bottle with, you know, <laughs> a homemade cork in the top and something written it's on the side. It's funny, because this happened years before. It was like yes, two years ago. A long, and when, long time. But this is yeah. the thing, is that you get, you get a package of like a, a bottle of booze or something, and it's got a business card that looks like a, a company, like a finance card. Like it was yep. XE. And I was like, oh, what's this guy trying to sell me? Like, right, because it's like, uh, it's like you think, because usually you get like a recruiters yeah. or yeah, real yeah, estate yeah. people. People always want you to move your office. To, they come by with, with Bob Lewis and it's like, uh, little did I know this person would be later funding Psychonauts to come to the Well, thing. it's, I had reached a point in my life that was sort of at the beginning of when I started thinking about sort of going and doing some of the, the cool stuff that I'm, I'm doing now or that I like to think I'm doing now, um, where I said, look, you know, I'm at a point where I can go back to the people that I feel have had an impact in my life that have made it really cool in interesting ways and sort of send them thank you notes. And so I, I sort of had a short list of maybe 10 people that I felt that, you know, just could use a thank you for the things that they did. And you were one of them. And so I, I sent, uh, I sent you a bottle of booze with a little And also thank ice you wine. Did, oh yeah. And I which I, I didn't, I've heard since then the best ice, ice wine. wine comes from Canada. Um, which I don't I know if we disclose that fully that Steve the, is from Canada. I am from Canada. You can, if I say the word about, you'll hear it. And I just want I, you to know the double funds policy is 100% Canada. Tolerant, and we treat Canadians like regular people. It's like totally regular. And that is appreciated because we're not really that regular. And Ron's from the Pacific Northwest, which is kind of like close. our ambassadors to Canada. Yeah, that's very true. And also, he lived in Canada for a little while. Really? Yeah. Did you get infected? Say about. No, I don't. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't <laughs> say about virus. He does get mad whenever his doctors charge him money, though. Oh, yeah. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? This is supposed to be free. So, yeah, you're right. I did for. I did for um, a uh, few years sort of send you uh, gifts. And finally, I eventually emailed you yeah. and was like, who are you? Like, where, what, why are they? And you explained to me, and then I was like, well, that's just oh. nice. That's just someone who, who wants to say, uh, like, like, here, have someone. Yeah, Not actually trying to sell me anything. Nope. I was like, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's nice. It really, it really was that simple. And it's suspicious. Really suspicious. Yeah. That's what it really And is. I was very, I, I, apparently he gave away a lot of that stuff later. I did, I said, so how was yeah, the ice wine? You went, I gave it to my team or something. <laughs> we share our booze. Here okay. You share There's a booze cabinet. It's uh, like communism. You know what I remember though, from that letter I sent you basically saying, you know, here are the things I like. I, I said how much I liked Monkey Island, Monkey Island. I said the word monkey three or four times, but I spelled it money. Every single, do you remember that? Every that, single that was time, the, original the secret of money. I thought I was just hallucinating. I thought I was just seeing the words transmogrify into what I wanted to see. Well, because I type that word a hundred times a day, right? Money or currency. I you can't talk about Monkey Island that much. Oh, oh, no, money, money or oh, currency. Okay. I'm. I, so uh, I guess I just you know I didn't even see it when I looked. And then you sent me an email back saying you know you've got money on the brain or something. Uh -huh, that, uh -huh. that was. You're right. I totally forgot about that. Um, 
that's I had a sort of flashback coming up the stairs that this place looked familiar. But you're right, I did uh, I did forget that yeah, I did that. And then on Twitter, and then on the Twitter, Games for Japan thing was happening. That's right. And you had said, um, well, you were raising money for uh, for the tsunami relief, uh, earthquake tsunami. The combined earthquake tsunami. Combined earthquake for, tsunami. For, um, That's right. We were we were equal opportunity. We were auctioning off an Eddie Riggs statue. Right. And I offered to match the funds um, that were generated. Uh, I didn't just offer. I actually did match the funds. Well, you sent me a uh, Twitter saying, "How much would that cost, by the way?" And I was right. like, uh, uh, "It's an eBay auction. It costs what you win it for." And you're like, "No, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about this other game that we were." Well, I thought I had, you said. I thought you said. I said how much, and then you said. For the statue or for or for the game or something yeah, like yeah. that. And then I wrote back, well, I was talking about the statue, but how much for the game? And then you threw out a big number, and I think I sent you a direct message or an email saying, seriously, if that's the number, let's talk. Um, and at that point... Things, like I spend that on breakfast every day. Things started getting serious. Because it was at least 20 or $30. I was yes. like... This, there, no, we were... Um, and that and that led to us actually making games. So it's amazing how yes. thing Twitter now does Twitter own the games now because they introduced us now. No, we could have used some promo from Twitter. I thought that would have been a good uh, good approach. Uh, but it was, as I recall, it was from the time that that first joke was made on Twitter uh -huh. to the time that the deal was uh, signed and the money was in the bank was eighteen days. <laughs> eighteen days. Fast. That was awesome. And the contract was only one hundred and forty characters long. It was not, <laughs> no, but it wasn't, it wasn't a big hassle factor oriented yeah. contract. It was pretty short and simple, yeah. And that's how it should be, don't you think? Uh, yes, I do. Exactly. A hundred percent. Things, people make things so complicated in this world. It's and crazy. the great thing about it allowed us, to, allowed us to live up to our promise, which we're always saying, like, if we had the resources, we would bring our games to PC. It wasn't like, yeah. like, in the, for the first 10 years of our, our company, we never made anything for the PC. No, we, no, Psychonauts. But since Psychonauts, we hadn't made right. anything. The last five years, and we said, well, we would if we, um, if we, you know, could put it up there ourselves. And so we were able to do that. And we'd well, like it was satisfying for me too, right? To sort of help that come full circle because that's where, you know, you started. That's where I started. That was, you know, sort of the first time I bumped into you electronically was, you know, in the in those old great games on the PC when I was, you know, in that young formative stage. And, and so it's kind of one of Ron's games. Ron has games. Yeah, he has his games. <laughs> I let him help me out with Monkey Island a little bit. And they, I, we put his name on the box because we, well, we thought he was dying, so we thought we put his, he turns out he's just really grumpy. You know, whenever I eat you like that? Captain Crunch, <laughs> can I say brand names of things? I oh, jeez. I still think back to the Captain Crunch line in the, uh, uh, in the Monkey Islands where it says, I'm, I love how it shreds the roof of your mouth, because it really does shred the roof of your mouth. Well, you gotta let the milk soak for a while. No, you don't, because that is, it doesn't shred the roof the of your fun, mouth. The fun I, of Captain Crunch is I'm totally with Ron on that. See, if we were still at LucasArts, we'd have to say that, of course, was not Captain Crunch. That was a cereal that had a, a, a blue domed a red, character. A red and blue box. With right. a, uh, a, cap, uh, well, a, a character who was a, a hat enthusiast, <laughs> let's say. Do we have to run those boxes by Lucas Legal? I, or were they, like were they small pixels enough that or we something, didn't actually they? have to run those boxes? There's a lot of that. So there was a um, like a uh, Pillsbury Doughboy on a, on a pitcher in the back of the kitchen in in the scum bar, and we're like, oh, we're gonna get in trouble for that. And Steve Purcell was like, what? It's like it's like a it's a picture of LeChuck as a baby <laughs> <laughs> because it looked like a baby ghost. <laughs> and the and the and the and the and I think the the end for the Captain Crunch box was somebody blew up 
the EGA 16 color art to be as big as a cereal box. I look at it and it was just like a collection of like five pixels. <laughs> like four or five, a red pixel and a blue pixel. Go ahead, sue us over five pixels. We got in real trouble over the Q-tip. That was the main yeah, the problem there. The Q-tip was a big thing. What? Well, well there was also the uh, emaciated Charles Atlas. Uh, that actually made actually us patch the game. the game. We had to rev the game. And that was my fault. And you know what bugs me about wow. that is that the Hold joke's on. not even funny. That's just, I would just, you know, you're writing so many jokes a day that not all yeah. going to be gold, right? Uh, Ron knows that more than anybody. <laughs> I mean, so, like, we're typing. <laughs> we're typing. Like, we're just putting in... Um, I'm doing a gesture here for the podcast audience, which looks like a praying mantis. But this is me, to scum programming. This is what right. scum programming looks like. Yeah. And I was just like, you're in um, you're in the voodoo lady's house, and there's just a, a statue of a guy holding up an urn or something. And I wrote... It looks like a kind of emaciated Charles Atlas. Because it was a little skinny guy, and it right. looked like... But I think um, it's not Charles Atlas. It's Atlas. Like, the... the the god Atlas okay. who holds up the world. That's who that looks like. Right, right, Charles right. Atlas was a bodybuilder. Right. I don't think he ever held up a planet or anything no. like that. So I was a, it was an incorrect joke. But then he got like a letter from... Who did we get a letter from? The estate it of was, Charles yeah, Atlas. It was the estate of him. Yeah. <laughs> we heard you made some joke about the emaciated corpse of Charles Atlas. and oh. I'm kind of surprised they, t- they went to all the trouble of taking it out because I don't know if they were threatening anything. Wow. I think, the, I think the Lucas was just really paranoid about that because uh, I think they went after everybody also. Okay. So I think they had to be really careful when people came after them. All right, I think that they, makes sense. They had the descendants of Charles Atlas threatened to come kick sand in our face mm-hmm. on the beach. The Charles Atlas joke because the back of the comic book sad. Yeah. I'll explain more okay. of my jokes later. And then there was later. the Coke machine also. Got away so with that, right? No, you mean at the, at the end where you're... Yeah, we had to change it because the... The little wave that was on the Coke machine was too, was too much like uh, the wave it's a and the Coke. Tra- like a trademark. Yeah, so we had, we had to change it so it only had one bump in the wave rather than two bumps in Coke, the wave. The Coke wave has two bumps? Yeah. Well, it kind of goes like in and out and then back in, and the one on the book, the other one goes out and then it never comes back in. <laughs> and so that's wrong. legally defensible. So I was just going to say, some lawyer somewhere can Was that the design that. for that shipyard, or is that like a Steve Purcell just painted in a Coke machine? No, that was something I wanted. Oh, that was part of the I, whole. Yeah, I wanted it to be a Coke machine thing. Okay, then. Anachronistic sure stuff. Asked and answered before, but the name, Guybrush Threepwood? No, we didn't. What about it? Yeah, where'd it come from? I love it. What's Ron's middle name? <laughs> well, people don't know. <laughs> Ron Guybrush Threepwood. Well, three point comes. Dave Grossman found that from a PG Woodhouse, like Jeeves novel. Well, I think I it think. was. I think Threepwood was the D and D character his brother okay. used to play. All right, we played D and D, and that came from the PG Woodhouse right. PG. Jeeves okay. novels. Guybrush came from Steve Purcell when he was doing some of the early concepts for the character. We didn't have a name for him yet, uh, and we just called him Guy. Okay, and he did. He was doing the art in D paint, and in D paint, when you'd save out a little snippet of a picture, okay. it was called a brush. All right. right. So he would save these things out called guybrush.lbm files, and you know he would send <laughs> them to me to kind of look at, and it was like Guybrush, Guybrush, Guybrush. And then it just. And then I said, Hey, what else could it be? He should be. He should be called Guybrush. And, and I was and like, Of course, Ron, we will not actually do that. That's the Tim dumbest idea. Tim hated the idea. I wanted to call him Hank Plank, which was a lot of stuff. Which is Tim, terrible. Tim hated that. <laughs> You know, turned out to be <coughs> there are a lot of ideas that were good in Monkey Island that I was really against. Like I was really worried about the sword fighting because I was like, uh, I thought we were gonna have like, uh, how do you pronounce? Is it Karateka or Karateka? Anyway, we had this combat system we thought we were gonna do with high, low, medium blocks okay. and actual combat. We're like, people are gonna expect this kind of combat. If you could change it into this insult sword fighting, they're gonna get really mad. And so we remember we walked around the building asking people. We went down to Noah's office. We're like, no, do you think people are gonna get mad or not? And I, or that was and also. I might be confusing it with the, there's a sequence where you go, instead of having a fight yep. in the governor's mansion, you go behind the wall, 
and you have this whole fight behind the wall, and we just put up sound effects. Okay. And uh, it's, it seems like once the game is done, it's really hard to imagine any other way. But at the time, I was, we were always, I was worried that people would be like, you're cheating us out of seeing right. the thing. And I remember going down asking Noah about it, and I don't remember what he said because, what did he say? I don't remember. I don't You're like, I, I don't, don't care. I don't remember I was asking Noah yeah, about the, that. That's, I mean, that's, cl- that's a classic moment in gaming, I would just say. The whole, that's the why whole... Ron is in charge. <laughs> that's why Ron got to make but the calls there. The whole, the whole insult sword fighting, the whole, that whole mechanic, that was just, I mean, now Orson Scott Card wrote a bunch of those, didn't he? He was, uh, he did, yeah. He wrote the first draft of all of them, right? All of them. And, but well, later, since then, I've heard from his son on Facebook, and he said, you know, I was only 11, but I helped with those. Oh, okay. And he, he, he said he helped with those, and he came up with the dairy farmer one. So it's his son. Probably the most famous. And it's funny, because when you read those insults, you would never know an 11-year-old had written some of them, because they're so mature and sophisticated. <laughs> and, well, they're funny, right? So I, I enjoyed the story. I didn't even... Well... I pl- replaying the special editions when they came out on the you know yeah. the different platforms on the iPhone. I really enjoyed it because I forgot uh, some, I forgot a right. lot of them, and I forgot the hook at the end, which is really not just the insult sword fighting, but the climax is you go see the swordmaster and you have to use them in a new way. Right, right. Which, which is, is a, which awesome. Was, um, well, there's that moment where you're going like, "What the hell?" Because it's a bunch of stuff you've never right, and you're like, before, "I haven't seen right. like I haven't seen yeah. any of these," yeah. and then you think, "Okay, hold well, on a second. This is where you have to be clever yeah, no. as a player. It's right? Ron is clever. Really well, that was and a lot of those years for me, like those those things that I was you know worried about that Ron was like, "No, no, trust me, this is going to be great." Was like learning not to be afraid of things that seem basically learning not to be afraid creatively of these things because mm. like you have a great idea, it's often your first impulse is to like, "Oh, that's people are going to laugh at that in the wrong way, or people are going to be mad about that," but you realize so much of it is like that's exactly the thing people want is to be surprised and to see something they haven't seen before and so so I mean isn't this I mean uh, the same problem that we were talking about earlier in miniature um, I hope I'm allowed to talk about this but uh, um, we'll just bleep it out if it's wrong (laughs) go ahead anyway um, you could put a bleep in there just for anyway so um, the whole concept of taking (laughs) taking creative risks in the scope of a creative uh, project and getting buy-in. I mean, so here you here you guys are talking about how you're in a project and you're against this and you're against that. You know, eventually it gets done. Now you introduce a whole new <coughs> layer on top of that, right? Where you, Tim Schafer, are going to, you know, some other entity, where either for money or for permission or for whatever, right? And uh, that's got to have enormous complexities attached to it, right? And the whole concept of selling something that maybe is a bit of a risk or that doesn't necessarily seem to make um, a lot of sense outside the context of what you're talking about to somebody. Who doesn't have that context? Who doesn't have that understanding? Or isn't even a gamer? Maybe. Well, it'd be like so. Imagine that brainstorming session. Where Ron's like, let's do instead of an actual combat sequence, we'll do it all about insults. And then I'm the junior guy on the team who has less experience than him. And I'm like, I'm worried about that. That won't work. And Ron gets to say, uh, Trust me, it'll work. Right? The way a publishing relationship is, that little guy, that junior guy, works for the publisher, and right. he can cut off your funding. Right. 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 So imagine that. Like I just started, and I've been there for six months. And um, I'm like, Mr. Gilbert, I don't think people are going to like that. We're not going to put that milestone. That's not the voice that people yeah. publishers use. I'm just I actually, using. yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know that guy, actually. So, that, so Ron, and what it means is that Ron would have to would sit there in that, in that meeting with me and like explain, you know, write a whole document about it or do a focus test or something. So there's a lot of market research on insult sword fighting, A-B testing, funny insults, not funny insults. And that's and that's a, a less that's a um, 
that's not a great publisher relationship. There are you have right. good right, right, all right. our different publishers that we've had over the years. A lot of different relationships have emerged, and, um, and most of them have been really good. And um, well, half of them have been really good. Some sometimes you have to explain stuff to a really junior person of why something's going to be not as risky as they think it's going to be. And uh, a lot of them we've had like especially as the years go by, we get more a little more trust, a little more um, a little more leeway. With our I, I think it's it's also doubly hard with comedy because mm. comedy is inherently yeah. a risky thing yeah and so funny one and so yeah, funny it's hard to sit yeah, in a conference I mean, room with people and explain why something's going to be funny because right. humor right. humor at some level is about feeling uncomfortable in yes. that kind of moment of Absolutely. comedy and, and a lot of publishers you know they don't they don't want to feel uncomfortable and comedy <coughs> kind of adds an, another layer of that uncomfort you know, whenever you're trying to do well that's comedy. kind of the appeal to me to being involved with uh, Double Fine Drakigen being involved with Double Fine is that, um, you know, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm, I'm full-time, I'm the CEO of XE.com. I don't really have any time to be, you know, managing you or have to go? input. Um, <laughs> I'll it's Drakigen. I'll stay a little. <laughs> okay, good. Actually, Drakigen or Dra- uh, Drakigen. Drakigen. It's Is it based on dragons It's an or excuse not? to put a dragon on a piece of paper. So I don't care how it's pronounced. <laughs> and you're not affiliated with the dragon. League that is not, taking over. Not that the, I will admit. The cave dwelling. No. Soon to be our masters. You said to yourself when you were eight years old that if I ever become a successful financial guy, I'm going to put a dragon on my tank? Actually. Is that kind of like an eight year old promise I you will, made to yourself? Hold on. I, it, true story. True, stupid, nerdy uh, story. Oh, I was drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say, oh, good? I said, oh, good. This is going to be I think he said, oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what a, nerd. What a great story. Back when I uh, I met the my business partner Barrick, um, how good of a business partner and friend I named one of my sons after him. That 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 good. My <laughs> second son is named Barrick. Can't fire that guy now. Uh, he also owns as much of the company as I do. So I, I literally <laughs> can't fire him. But um, no, back in grade nine, I was always sort of that crackpot, visionary, you know, maniac sort of guy, and he was always the uh, rational. Uh, logical guy, and we made a great team. We we do make a great team to this Crackpot visionary at nine years old is like, let's take this firecracker and this cat. Like what? Those no, are... well, like moon bases and taking over the world right. and death lasers and stuff like that. Death lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, it, I we literally, I I, sh- I should say, literally had the name of the company um, decided in grade nine that we would start, and we Drake-a-gen. did. No, no, this is XE. Okay, um, and. Uh, we did and eventually go and, and start. I, if you look at my grade nine textbooks, they all have XE on the side. I swear, I I'll, I can bring one in. I, I that's can weird because it. it seems like a modern like. Did they use XE for well xenon? Like the yes, modern. that's what it was. It was it came out of chemistry and and uh, the the group eight. Well, depending on the way you organize a periodic table, but the 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 furthest group to the right, the noble gases. And so we we were super nerdy. So and I, you considered yourself noble gases at nine. We. Or no, that you created we, Noble not, Gases oh, Sorry, in grade class. nine, not age nine. It was just nine. a farty oh, class. But grade nine, grade oh, this nine. is totally different. Yes. It, well, Crackpot Visionary grade, grade nine, nine is yes, about is cutting class. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so, uh, no, the, the whole Dracogen thing was, um, dragons are cool, I guess. That's <laughs> probably the best I can do. Enough <laughs> said. Let me explain <laughs> this as uh, simply as I can. Dragons are effing rad. They are. They're Have awesome. you noticed that they can fa- uh, breathe fire and fly? And fly! And they're covered with scales. Yeah, they eat whoever they want. That's they what dragon eats. Pretty much. There's a few people that give them a bit of a challenge, but other than that, I've got. Uh, I don't know if you know. Uh, well, you guys know Child's Play. Jamie um, Dillian at uh, at Child's Play, the Penny Arcade charity, charity is always joking on Twitter that she wants to be on the right side of the dragon conspiracy. 
So I always assure oh. her that with yeah. enough Don't contributions, exactly, she will mm -hmm. remain on the right side. Mm -hmm. so if you're listening, Jamie, you are currently on the right side of that. That could change at any moment, Jamie. Good. Yeah, watch yourself. We um, let me see other topics. I wrote down. I don't. We don't want to talk about Apple. Do we? We we made an, a Mac. Yeah. Ron made our first Mac app here. I don't know if which you know is that. awesome. You the Vault viewer. People were wondering like, what is Ron doing at your company? What is his game? And it was like he's been working for the last year on this Mac app. That's yeah, all, very, that's all he's been very doing. Slow programmer. It's very slow. It took me a long time. It took him a long time. No, Ron's working on a top secret game that we can't tell you about. But Although, but we're sitting in his there. office. There's a there picture it is, right, right over, over there. there. With pictures from, from my game all over the office. Yeah, don't tell them what you're seeing right now. Although they can hear your eyeballs moving in the sockets, so they're oh. tracing right now. <laughs> I've, I've pointed the microphone away from the concept art yeah. wall. I, I give my full approval to the giant robot dragon that I can see in that <laughs> Anything with a I had dragon to look. In it. Like, <laughs> I did. I made you look, actually. It's You're actually, right. It's actually a pretty good idea. The benefits of this partnership are it's kind legion. Of what, it's kind of what the game's been missing, is a big giant robot dragon. <laughs> yeah, a game can never have too many <laughs> giant robot dragons. It really can't. It's funny, that, like, one of the first questions we got on Twitter was, like, what are you, what's Ron working on? Like, Don't they think that Vault Viewer is enough? <laughs> Wait next year, you'll get a, a sequel to the Vault Viewer. You get the iPad version of the Vault Viewer. <laughs> <laughs> it works on iPad. I know, but you know the full. Um, okay, someone asked, what was the budget on Sesame Street? Which is a very odd question for two people not involved at all in our Sesame Street game. And the fact that we're not, not going to tell you our budget. I'm going to say uh, $120,000. <laughs> I was going to go for $120 million. That sounds better. That's, I'd spend more than that on breakfast. But it's for kids, so it's cheaper. So, that was the... Oh, okay, someone asked us, what's the secret of Christmas Island? Secret of Christmas, Christmas. I, I think people have given up on Christmas. asking Ron what the secret of Monkey Island is, and they're like, well, let's just ask what maybe he knows about Easter Island. Well, I think Christmas they ask Island? they ask little decoy questions because they think that I'll accidentally blurt out. The, Unlike the, the secret, of Monkey, secret of, Monkey, of Monkey Island, which is that guy brushes a woman, the secret of. So you just gave it away. Oh God, I did I? Oh, how many yeah. years have you kept that a secret? No, from? but actually, I should point out to our listeners that Ron did actually tell me the secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, before, before the mic was on, we got to You didn't record that, did you, Brian? Brian's quietly here. We're going to pretend Brian's not here. He's our sound, head of our sound department. It's odd that the sound guy is so quiet. Yeah, that's his thing. Yes. Well, you, handsome, you know why? His handsomeness does the talking. He doesn't make any sound he doesn't get paid for. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't talk for free, Gilbert. My sister, Ash, did write in and ask me where her socks were. That's <laughs> And they're in the plane, Ash. Where are my socks? Why are your sister's socks in your plane? Do you make people take off their shoes and socks in your airplane? No, no, no. We well, uh, remember um, uh, last year at the Child's Play charity auction, I got that uh, portal gun that Harrison Cricks made, which, which goes awesome. back to your ninth grade evil yep. vision of making death yes. rays. You yep. did actually finally make a death ray. I got a very impressive looking death ray kind of thing. But no, we went. Um, uh, we actually, uh, Ash and I flew down, picked up Harrison, and then did sort of like a cross-country thing. And you have plane. to fly your own airplane because yeah. there's no way you can get a portal gun on a 747. You know what's interesting? Because we got um, weathered out at the Rockies. We didn't make it to, uh, to Seattle. We I'm made sorry, it weathered like what? Weathered what? Weathered out. We, we, the weather it's prevented Canadian us joke. from crossing. Canadian joke. Oh. Pilot lingo. Oh, I see. I see. Weathered out. At the Rockies. Is that your American and, accent uh, right there? <laughs> <laughs> Was it out? Out. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we actually flew commercially the last little bit, and we had to buy a seat 
for the coral gun. But how does your plane get home when you do that? Oh, I just left. What I did is I left it at the it airport. Does, it does its way home. We jumped. It's like a dog. We jumped over it's there. It's on the butt and it goes on. We, we flew back to that airport and flew home from that airport. So the plane just stayed there for a few days while we were okay. at uh, Penny Arcade and Valve. And so you got the uh, portal gun on a 747? Yes, and getting it through security was entertaining. <laughs> now, Harrison was there, uh, so that was, uh, he sort of got to stress more than I did because it was his baby. But the guy who made the gun. Yeah. The guy that made, who made the gun. So we were taking a new one out, um, and it was actually the portal gun with the potato on it. And uh, so, you know, TSA opens it up, and first it goes through the uh, the x-ray machine, and everyone's looking at the x-ray machine, and that was the You didn't warn them at all, or did you, we did told you them. open it, or did you... Before we bought the ticket, we went and talked to the TSA and said, here's what's going down. <laughs> We've got a We're bringing portal a really gun big prop. Gun on yes, this it's a prop for, and we said a movie prop because um, it actually has been used in some little segments. Anyway, um, and we sort of explained it in theory, and they said, "All right, we think that'll work." Didn't so. it occur to you at one point just to blast an orange portal on the other side of TSA and a blue portal on this side and walk through? I would have loved to do that. I would have loved to do that. But we're talking about other people's. Games. We're here to talk about double planes. No, we're here to double talk about anything. Planes. This is the podcast. Really? Right. No, we so don't. Yeah. That's why the sock could be in the plane because all Harrison's and Ash's and my luggage were in the back of the plane. And well, there's a portal in your dryer I and would, the other portals in your airplane. I would totally. All socks end up in your plane. That's actually, I like that. I'm going to go with that. Do we have any uh, good questions? Here's another question for Twitter. Twitter. It's hard to read. I'm scared of reading someone's Twitter name because it, usually they're <laughs> often dirty. And I respond to someone's Twitter, and it ha I didn't really look at their name, and it's often like a really dirty name. So now in my Twitter feed, there's like this dirty name. It's like the new version of like when you call a bar and you ask if um, I Mr. Freely is there. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't know until you say it. Um, that's less dirty than my example. Anyway, my big dick asks. Uh, it was great talking to you guys. Did we talk enough about airplanes? Yeah, I don't yeah. think you want to... We don't want to talk about it. We're both... Ron and I are both pilots. Right. Who's got the bigger plane? I think, actually, our, our planes... Well, I don't own the same anymore, kind of plane. But I think they were about the same size. But, you're, but Ron's an IFR pilot, and I'm not. So he's more right. advanced than I am. IFR. Right. IFR. Yes. Instrument flight it's roles. Instrument. Versus... Does that mean you play you fly blindfolded all the time? Yes, actually. Actually? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds really kinky. Strangely enough, that's Well, the hood, right? right? The little hood thing? Yeah. 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 Anyway, you don't want us talking about A that. hood? Okay, anyway, yeah, I don't want to know about this. <laughs> we need you to sing us out, Stephen. So it's been great having you here, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Steve, take it away. Can you remind me of uh, what it's I'm... singing. You sing. <laughs> you just... I guess it's the end, okay. of, it's the right. end of the action cast, so if you can make people right. feel good about it being over by singing okay. so badly right. that they'll be happy that it's ending. Action cast being taken over by Dracogen. Dracogen will soon run the world. Get ready now before it's too late. I love you, dragons.